Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Football fans, we got Waz and Brett in the house today because we're about to dissect the Champions League match between Real Madrid and Manchester City. So I brought the boys on because it's fun to talk about games right after they happen. And I'm sure a lot of people probably want to dissect the game with us. So let's get right into it. Obviously a big draw. First of all, were you guys anticipating a draw, a close game? Did you think one team would blow the other team out more? What are your thoughts? Um, I feel like this is kind of almost how... It was supposed to go a yeah. draw, a one-one, a low-scoring affair. Um, that's kind of what I expect from both sides, especially in the Champions League quarterfinal. I think Man City, Real Madrid—they're a little more passive, especially when it comes to these more crucial games. Uh, this is kind of how these Champions League later stages tend to go, in my opinion. There, you know, no team really wants to make a mistake, and plus these. Teams are both hell-bent on perfection, I feel. Like, they want to make the perfect pass, the perfect running behind. They're looking for that perfect strike. And honestly, Kevin De Bruyne there at the end did have the perfect strike. It was nuts. Real Madrid was so slow to this game, though. Like, the first 30 minutes, they had nothing going at all. And then what I think was the turning point for Real Madrid was when Gundogan went down with that head contact injury, and he was down for about two and a half minutes. And Chalotti was able to talk to his team, regroup. They weren't able really to get the, the wing going and transition at all. And then once they were able to get that going, they got the goal like two minutes or three minutes after Gundogan went down and it was a completely different game. But for the first 30 minutes, it was all city. And I was very shocked by that. Yeah, you know what? Real Madrid at times will play like a slow burn where they yeah. kind of sit back and let a team play. Uh, but I am I kind of give credit to them because they're, they're pretty patient. And and mm-hmm. I think that when you have the caliber of players that Real Madrid have, you know, that when an opportunity presents itself, they have the type of players to finish it. Like we saw Vinny jr. Today, we can talk about Kevin De Bruyne's strike, but Vinny jr's is in the same kind of category. Like that was an incredible strike from distance. Right. And he had a couple good plays to Benzema. Uh, and I just think that Real Madrid kind of, has that slow burn to their game sometimes. And it was all city for like the first half, but one shot, one, one shot on goal and one goal for Real Madrid in the first 45 minutes. You kind of like got to give them credit for how, um, you know, they're able to capitalize on those moments. But 
I really do think they dropped the ball letting City get back into the game. I, I almost think, Brett, like to your point, maybe they sat back a little too much. Um, where When you're playing a, a team like City with the players that they have and they're having such an incredible season, you know, you, you also got to make sure you're putting a few in the back of the net too, right? Like it can't just yeah. be a defensive strategic game uh, the whole time. Like there needs to be some moments going forward and, and a little bit more of that lethal attack that we know that Real Madrid has. Like I wanted more from Benzema today, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the thing too, is I think it came with the amount of possession that Madrid did not have, especially in the first half after the first 45 minutes, if I remember, because on, uh, on the uh, TikTok live that we were doing, um, I was updating with the stats and everything like that. And at one point, Manchester city had 73% of possession. And, and I think that goes to, again, what you were saying is that Benzema wasn't fully into where we needed to see more from Benzema. There was that great chance early for Benzema and he couldn't get it down and, and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I think it, it goes again, that's the Ancelotti or, or the Real Madrid game of the, I completely agree. It's a slow burn and they were really feeling each other out, but I don't know. I wish I saw more from Real Madrid, especially early on today. I think that's fair. I mean, I, you, you, you even heard the commentator say during the game that the fans are used to Real Madrid sitting back in champions league football, but they almost like, it seemed like the fans were whistling cause they wanted to see more of Real Madrid show what they're made out of, um, mm-hmm. especially at home. Right. Because now they're going, they're going to Manchester and, and they need to really get the job done. But yeah, it, I feel like it was a good performance from Real Madrid, but not, not like that five-star performance that we're, that we're used to. Uh, so I, I totally can, can understand what you're saying. Um, can we also talk about Jack Grealish and Carvajal? <laughs> Carvajal, man, that guy's lucky he didn't get booked. There were yeah. a couple times I'm like, he has it coming. And that last, I think, well, cause there was a bunch, but that one push on Grealish where he was kind of near the corner flag, yeah. I, I was sitting Jesus. watching the game. I'm like, that wasn't necessary, man. I'm like, Carvalho, you're going to get a yellow. You're going to get a red for no reason. Like that was blatant. Like it can't happen. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Cause Carvalho is also very, like he's a veteran football. He's been around for so long. He's won so many champions leagues. And I don't know, I, I, either he underestimated how, light Jack Grealish is. I, I, I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't <laughs> like it and just have a taste of Spanish football. Like, I, I, I don't know. know. That was, I think what that truly was between Carvajal and Jack Grealish was experience versus inexperience. And you could really tell, I, I think, every, well, I'd not, I think I know all of that, that Carvajal did in that game was intentional. Jack Grealish is fantastic at getting under the opposition skin, getting those, those uh, cheeky little, little fouls and stuff like that. And I think Carvajal just gave it back to Grealish in this game where Grealish was out of his element. He was very, he's chirpy all the time, but I remember in the second half or in the first half, excuse me, there's a little bit of a, a thing between the two of them and Jack gets into his face after and starts talking trash to him. And I think it was just a, a beautiful display of a, a grizzled veteran who has done it all against uh, a young kid who is still trying to figure it out and I, I think it was the beauty of the sport oh hold on hold on did you call jack creelish a young kid 
Yeah, you know what I mean. He's, he's twenty seven. He's twenty seven. <laughs> oh my! Goodness. He's not young. He's been around for a while. Wow. He, but he he doesn't act like. To it. be fair, this is a guy who's experienced a championship, Brett. I think he he knows his <laughs> physical football. So yeah, he's, he's just point. he's just a lanky guy, you know. He's, but not European football, and that that's mostly where I'm going. Is it's the the European side of like why is Jack Grealish getting time and minutes? And starting over Julian Alvarez or Phil Foden. Uh, but according, uh, to according to the foot mob, he had a rating of 7.9. So still a good game. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. It's, I feel like sometimes Real Madrid has these types of players like Sergio Ramos. I love Sergio Ramos. I always mm-hmm. say no Sergio Ramos slander allowed because he's the OG. But this guy has so many red cards for a reason, right? And Carval, I mean, I believe it was him who stepped on Lewandowski's leg and or foot in the El Clasico. And then mm-hmm. Gabi kind of gave came after him. They have these types of players who kind of will get down and dirty. Um, <laughs> I mean, Casemiro, when he played for Real Madrid, got away with a bunch of crazy tackles. So, you know, there is a physicality to their game, but Carval needs to... I saw that push on Grealish and I'm like, it's just not necessary, especially in a game of this magnitude. The ref was letting a lot of things slide. Like even Bernardo Silva went kind of cleats up on Camavinga, but I like that the ref let them, let them play. I like when Mm -hmm. the games kind of get a little rough and dirty and and the refs, you know, saying play on, but you could say either way, you know, there was a couple moments either way, but I do think Real Madrid got lucky a couple of times because they were, their challenges were a little sus. Yeah. And I, but I, I think that's a really good point, though, too, with the grittiness of of the game because it, it's European football. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the Champions League semifinal. We don't want uh, the referees to be all over games like this. We want it to be settled by the players. And yes, it's it's a high impact or a high whatever game. You want that. You want to see players actually care, and that's what's going to boil over. Yeah, I I, I 100% agree. Let them go. Let them go. (laughs) What do you guys think about uh, Kevin De Bruyne? Because that guy, he was like testing Courtois a little bit today. By the way, I thought Courtois was really, really fantastic, especially when Real Madrid was super defensive. I think he came up a couple times that was clutch for them and was solid, as he always is. But that shot from Kevin De Bruyne was, you mentioned it right off the top of the show, that guy had levels of anger in him when he released, when he released that shot, like even watching his follow through, I'm like, this is textbook. Like that shot will be studied just from I'll be honest. The second, right. The second he touched it to going back in the net, every part of his, his technique was 100% correct. <laughs> One of the greatest strikes in champions league history. I'm saying it now. Wow. Wow. I just, I, there's somebody about that shot. I looked at like, how do you pull that off? Oh. It was nuts. It's just the, the power of the position, the follow through, the placement, all of it was fantastic. It, belter. It looked, belter. Like, it looked like they were trying to do that too all game. Taking a look at the yeah, heat yeah. map or, or their shot map, they only had three shots within the box. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven shots from outside, including a lot of really good shots too, obviously, as mentioned with the uh, De Bruyne shot as well. But 
uh, they might be trying something here and, and, or they might be onto something and well, the Bruna may have cracked the Courtois code. Well, KDB has now 11 champions league knockout stage goals. And that's the most by any city player in champions league history. And again, this guy's a midfielder. He just does it all. He's so freaking good. And he's on a tear. Like, I feel like he's found levels lately. He just keeps getting better and better. And I mean, today I always think about when Kevin De Bruyne and Modric share the same pitch. I always feel like it's a little bit of a showdown between the two. And Modric had his moment today leading up to Vinny Jr.'s goal. Like that first touch he had was, (laughs) it was just so on brand for Modric. He's such a magician. (laughs) And then yeah, KDB getting Man City back in the game. Like that was huge. That's a huge away goal. That's big. I mean, yeah, whenever those two play, you have at least three out of the five best midfielders of the past generation on one pitch. <laughs> it's, yeah. nuts. Yeah. it's nuts. It's nuts. And again, I think Gundogan needs to get more credit. I think he's so he, good. You're so yeah. he's so good. There's so much that he does that is so underappreciated. The way he moves the ball, the, his positioning is fantastic. He is a, a leader Honestly. in that midfielder. It literally and uh, unspokenly, he just he moves with the ball. He moves with the play. He is so magic almost, but quietly magic, you know? Who would you guys say was your man of the match today? <sighs> you know what? I'm going to go Vinny. I, I think he was electric in this match up and down that wing. Uh, he was again, got that goal, got fantastic. That pass to Benzema early in the game too. Right. Oh my goodness. Was that class? Yeah. I'm I'm going Vinny. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Kevin De Bruyne. He, he got city back in the game. He's always pulling the strings. Without Kevin De Bruyne, this Real Madrid, uh, is there even a draw? Does City even tie it? Right. So absolutely. How about you? So mine is between the two players, obviously that you guys just said. I want to give Vinny Junior a shout out because he has twenty three goals and twenty one assists, and I just feel like there's so much conversation around, obviously Mbappe and Holland, and you know all of these young players who are super informed, but. Vinny Jr. needs to be talked about just as much because like you said, Brett, he's so incredible. And that pass that he had, that was, I can't remember which city defender kind of scooped it out before it made its way to Benzema, but Mm -hmm. him kind of intercepting a pass and, and, and getting down that flank. I believe he was kind of on that goal line and trying to slot it to Benzema. He's so good. He works so hard. He's so fast. He's such a smart player. And that goal was so good. Like I, I stood up on my couch. I was like, Oh, my god like this just ha- with city having p- so much possession of the first half and then vinnie jr just like absolutely you know cracking that was huge yeah. but i'm gonna agree with was because in this game to be in real madrid's home with all these fans um you know it is intimidating real madrid having won the champions league 14 times you know city it, it's an intimidating place for city to go to and being down a goal uh and i think that city uh, real madrid was even doing a pretty good job in the second half kind of pressing and getting their momentum and kevin de bruyne just kind of silenced that with within not only a goal like a goal of goals i I keep saying whoever pissed off kevin prior to that goal keep pissing him off because i want to see that every single game from him so uh, you mentioned the uh the intimidation with the 14 trophies and that 
I noticed something at the start of the game that I'm I'm curious if this is uniform around Champions League or if this was a mind play by Real Madrid, but they had a, a little close up, a little rack focus of uh, the fans into the corner flag at Real Madrid or for Real Madrid stadium. And on the corner flag, they had the 14 cups like logo that they have on their jerseys. Saw that. Yeah. On the flag. I was going, Hmm. Hey, don't forget where you're coming into. These are the champs. These, this is our tournament. And you guys are the little dogs, the new dogs here. Don't forget where you're at in this little ladder. I, I really like that. I'm not sure again, if that was, if that's uniform around the champions league, or again, if that was Real Madrid going, Hey, what up? Planning for your next trip. Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, no, I, uh, I saw that. I think it was like, are you talking about like the banner, Brett, that was up? Um, well, I'm, the corner, the corner flag itself, like in the oh, game. That's sick. The I didn't pitch. see that. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I mean, all these little things, all these little things have to be, I just, you know, a reminder for the away team, for their opponent, like, Hey, you're kind of in the King of the champions league home right now. And you know, let it be known. Uh, I can't imagine how intimidating it must be to play there. And obviously against a team like Real Madrid, who's obviously a very different team in the champions league than they are in La Liga this season. But Mm -hmm. I think that they just want to win the champions league and any other trophy. And I think La Liga, unfortunately is not on their radar (laughs) um, (laughs) based on some other results, but yeah. What can you say aside from the second legs about to be unbelievable? Yeah. I wanted to talk about somebody that we've talked a lot about, or well, we talked a lot about during the world cup and it's kind of rearing its head again. Oh, tell me, tell me. 
that's Eduardo Camavinga. Yes. Playing left back. And we were talking about the player of the game. Well, Foot Mob's player of the game was Camavinga. And we talked about since the World Cup, could you imagine being a DM and playing as a fullback? And this guy's been doing it. And not only has he been doing it at Real Madrid, he's been doing it nine times in the Liga so far as a, a left back. And again, now tonight against Manchester City in the Champions League, he was one of, if not the best players on the pitch in a different position. So I want to ask you, Caroline, first, and then I'll ask Waz because Waz plays fullback and you played DM. So. <laughs> Waz's face. <laughs> yeah, I, I use that. I played fullback as a Jesus. very loose term. <laughs> but uh, Waz, Waz has taught Camavinga everything he knows. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's why he misjudged a couple of balls. Uh, but uh, Caroline, for a DM going to fullback, I just, can you talk about the difference? in the pacing of play and the pacing of positioning as well to move from that position to that position. Yeah. I think back to that kicked back episode during the world cup and I crack up because me as a holding center mid, if I had to play left back, it would be disastrous. <laughs> and I have so much respect for Kamavinga because I think he does very well in both positions. I love him as a left back too. Shows his versatility. The guy, you you saw how he set up Vinny Jr.'s goal today, you know, just that speed down the flank and his combination play with Modric. And then even his 1v1 defending at times, like how he's able to step into those challenges. He's so crucial. I will say because I am... I, I have so much respect for him. And I think that he's such a big star. His pat that his past decision on that goal that Kevin De Bruyne ended up scoring needed to be better because it kind of started from that decision and into where, like where he was putting that ball into like the lane. I would have liked to see that be a little bit cleaner. Um, but I think Kamavinga is exceptional and I think he's such a big talent. He's such a bright talent and to be able to go back and forth from a center mid to a left back, maybe wherever Ancelotti wants him. And, you know, obviously where the French national team wants him, it's such a weapon to have such a versatile player and I can't say enough good things about Camavinga. The guy's so good. <laughs> Was he? As a fullback, seeing that happen, seeing a, a player like that. And a lot of the love for Camavinga has been the reason why he's been so good in that position is because of his defensive work. He's very good defensively. But for a fullback, seeing that move, how do you feel having a player of that, not necessarily caliber, but but skill and, and, and tools that he has? How do you feel about his whole transition to this left back position. I think it shows that he's a player that wants to win because he doesn't Ooh. care where he's playing on the pitch, even True. though he says he doesn't like playing left back. He just wants to win. He'll do anything for the team for the badge. And that means he has to play in a position he doesn't enjoy as much. And you no, know, I, I think for a midfielder, you know, transitioning to a fullback position might be a little bit more easier to say. I, I don't really want to say that because every position has its challenges, but you know, it's, you know, as a fullback, depending on how you want to play, depending on how you want to go up the pitch or do you want to defend, it's it's a position that's is 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 it safe to easy it's hard to master but easy to play. What left back? Or right back. 
Oh my God. I think fullbacks have one of the toughest positions. It's yeah. yeah well, yeah, that's if you want to be like a Trent Alexander or like one that can like really go up the pitch, you know, it's, there's a lot of responsibility <laughs> which, on those wings, which was, is not. Well, yeah. I just think about like, I think about their job, right. To have to get back to their defensive duties yeah. and also push forward to uh, start offensive plays like kind of what we saw Kamavinga do today uh man like they must if it were me personally I would be gassed in three and a half minutes into the game I think I think for a midfielder to transition to fullback is easier just because they're already so athletic because you already need that athleticism to be able to play in the midfield and you know the mid you need to have an engine to even run the mid or play, be a defensive mid or depending on your role in the midfield. So it's just, yeah, I, I think it's, it's interesting to see him play in that role. I appreciate you saying that about uh, DMs. Now that I'm a DM was he appreciates you saying that we have motors, um, but Gamavinga all year has one or one goal contribution. And that was an assist in La Liga. And now tonight getting the assist on the Vinny goal as well in that position. It's his first goal contribution in uh, the left back position all year. So even more to how good Camavinga was, but yeah, that was something as soon as I saw him in that position, I was like, ah, Caroline's going to like that. (laughs) Oh, he's so good. I I can't say enough good things about him. And I like Waz's comment on, it shows you how unselfish he is that even though he may not want to play a certain position, he's doing what coach Don Carlo wants him to do. And, you know, maybe where the team needs him most, because I do think he's very good in that left back position. And yeah, it's why. Can you imagine like not liking the position you play, but being so good at it that you have no other choice to be yeah. there? I mean, <laughs> nice problems to have. My goodness, if my coach played me a left back, I'd be off the field in two seconds. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, get oh, out, oh, Caroline. Yeah. Either having an asthma attack or just. Listen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, oh, I'd be getting cooked. I'd be getting cooked by Bernard. Yeah. Bernardo Silva would oh. absolutely slice me left, right, and center. Yeah, and I just. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what, Bernardo, you you do you. I'm just gonna remove myself from the pitch, and you know what, the the, the whole sideline's yours, bro. The whole sideline's yours. Yeah, defending as a fullback is hard because depending on who your opponent is, you know, anticipating which where they're gonna go, what they're gonna do. It's you know, for example, Brett and I we do Sunday league, and we have our friend Matt, and he's. He just he just puts me in the puts me on the ground all the time. Yeah, that was not good at practice. But <laughs> you, you too, he did it to you as well. No, he didn't. We're not going to talk about that. I, I saw you on the ground. <laughs> um, I was like, needs a new pair of shorts. <laughs> Okay, we are 23 minutes into this uh, podcast and we haven't even talked about Erling Holland. Yeah. And I I think that is the like literal embodiment of Erling Holland's match today. Like where was he? Everyone's online is giving him a tough time because they said that this is a game that he should have showed up by, to by Rudiger apparently. Man you guys take this one first. <laughs> okay. I'll go because I have a little bit of a mm, thing with him. Holland. She has been class in how many games this year? A mm-hmm. whole bunch of games this year. <clears throat> Obviously he has the, the new scoring record and he deserves it. However, Erling <laughs> Holland has been absolutely class in the domestic league. 
in domestic leagues. 32 appearances, 35 goals, seven assists, pass the ball, buddy. But what I really want to say is his goals this year haven't exactly been against the best of teams. Two goals against West Ham, three goals against Crystal Palace, three goals against Nottingham Forest, three goals and two assists against Man United. We won't talk about that. Uh, Two goals against Brighton, two goals against Leeds, two goals against Southampton, and two goals against Leicester. Then you take a look at what he's done so far in the Champions League. And yes, 12 goals, one assist. Very good. We all know he can score. But two goals against Sevilla, two goals against Copenhagen, five in a 7-0 game against RB Leipzig. Is he a big game player really is the question that I'm asking here because Real Madrid, nothing. Did get a goal against Bayern Munich, but it was a garbage time goal. Nothing in the 1-1 game against Leipzig that they needed him in as well. Where is and against his former team, Borussia Dortmund, two games and he only had one goal in uh, 45 minutes and 90 minutes. I'm not sure now that we know that Kylian Mbappe and Erling Holland are going to be the next Messi and Ronaldo. I don't know if Erling Holland is a big game performer. Ooh, hot take, Brett. I already hear everybody. I believe you need to give credit to the Real Madrid back line. Absolutely. Right? It's um, Erling Holland had less touches in this game than Ederson. Wow. Against Real Madrid. So it's, you know, maybe Man City didn't give him enough support, but I, yeah, I would say I, I'm giving credit to Real Madrid on this one. Rudiger played like class and he deserves <laughs> all respect. It is no disrespect. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying this either because I don't think Holland wasn't trying. I think he looked quite inspired in the match. I remember seeing specifically one set piece where he was just a, a whole speed faster than everybody else trying to get to the ball. But it was like you said, the back line didn't allow him to, to get there. So maybe that's fair enough there. But again, without the lack of trying, he was still well basically non-impactful in this game so uh i do agree with was that real madrid's backline deserves some credit and there's a lot of quotes you know leading up to this game from ancelotti and a lot of players like rodrigo saying that how do we stop holland because he's unstoppable right so i feel like they had to have had a nice strategy out for how to stop an erling holland and he had a couple good moments there was a really good header he had on net um and you know he's just such a big physical presence i think that He's a young guy. He's what, 22 years old, 23 years old. I think he's 22. And this was Uh, his first time at Real Madrid stadium. And I think, you know, you talk about players gaining experience. This was a big, you know, day for him in his career, but as far as him not showing up to big games, I think that that's kind of impossible when you're setting a premier league goal scoring record in your, in your debut season in the premier league. And then also I just read that he um, has an overall total of 35 champions league goal with a ratio of 1.3 goals per game unmatched by any other player in the competition's history. So, you know, I just, I think Holland is a, 
is almost like this video game cheat code uh, that doesn't make any sense because he's so young and he's so likable, right? Like you see him on the pitch and he's just a, a, a nice guy. He's so happy for his teammates and he gets the job done. Like whatever way you look at it, if he's scoring five goals in one game and he's not scoring, you know, a goal in the next, he, he can't score a goal every single game, right? And scoring five goals in one game is not easy. And, you know, scoring a goal against any team is isn't easy. I, I sometimes have a hard time with that argument when people say that, because if it were easy to score goals against teams that aren't the greatest, then every player would have walked off the pitch with a hat trick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always give credit to Erling Holland and yeah, maybe today wasn't his day, but maybe that just means he's going to come back locked and loaded, you know, in Manchester, but he can't every single day can't be prime Holland. Right. But it, when he's not shining, look at, look at what his teammates are able to do. Right. Yeah. Like Kevin De Bruyne came through and I think city did a great job getting back into it. And yeah, he was definitely silenced today, but I think mm-hmm. Real Madrid gets some credit for that. I thought it was a pretty good game from, from both teams. Come on. We got to knock the best players in the world down a peg. Come on. Mm-hmm. I'm against all for that. Listen, I'm <laughs> all for that. I've always said people hate when I say this, like we're allowed to hold with PSG specifically, we're allowed to hold Messi, Neymar and Mbappe accountable. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just get clapped by Bayern Munich twice in the champions league, home and away and not be like, Oh, you know, our star players, it's okay. You know, maybe next year. No, you're allowed to say how you feel and you're allowed to have that expectation of these players. But um, I don't think it was a terrible game today for Manchester City by any means. And I don't think, you know, I think Holland's done an incredible thing this year, like incredible in both the Premier League and the Champions League. Yeah. And I think with Erling Holland, the big goals will come with time and experience. Like, I think we forget. I think I've talked talk to Brett about this like age right he's 22 it's yep. still such a young age and of course the expectation is so high for him because of his price tag and the amount of goals he's scored and what he's done and you kind of do of course you're going to expect more from him but at the end of the day you know a 22 year old it's that's big goals come with experience and that's why I think in the past you yeah. you would see big goals from the likes of Benzema right I think I yeah, and that's a good point too. I think where he might not be a big game player now, but that doesn't mean he's going not at, going to be next year or the year before or the year after the year after mm-hmm. whatever. Right? Yeah, that's a good point. He's twenty two years old. He's on the first of what a five year contract yeah, in Manchester City, so he's going to be getting also, a lot of big games anyway. So there's a lot of opportunity for him to uh, allow me to get a lot of hate on the internet. For that. I know. I, go ahead, Waz. I was going to say, if, we, if we're going to move on, you know, you look at Olivier Giroud with AC Milan. How old is that guy? And he's scoring big goals when it matters, right? Like, yeah. nobody was. What, what kind of goals were was Giroud scoring when he was twenty two? I don't. I don't even know where he was playing when he was. <laughs> so, good point. No, yeah, experience has a lot to do with it, and I just think that what Holland should do if he hasn't scored a goal and it's like the eightieth minute, he should take his hair down because we all know that. Yeah. That's like another character within a character that's unleashed Mm -hmm. uh, when he's able to do that. So yeah, hair down Holland kind of almost it becomes a different kind of player. So maybe we'll see that in Manchester, but yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I, I, not that um, I'm biased towards Holland. I think I'm so impressed by him that I I have nothing negative to say about him, especially this season. Cause <laughs> he's somehow he came in with such high expectations and he somehow 
insanely exceeded them. And he's so likable. Like I said, like, I just feel like he loves all of his teammates and he's so humble and yeah, he's, he's, we'll see what happens again. The second leg is going to be huge. I want to know what you guys think is going to happen in the second leg. I think, you know what? I think Real Madrid is going to come out hard. Obviously they will be and should be. Well, I don't know. Will be because we saw how they came out in this game. So maybe they will try and warm up again. And the thing is, is that this game's at the Etihad, right? So this is a different environment. It's not so much in Real Madrid's hands, but I think they might come out like Manchester city did and said, Hey, this is, this is, in our barn but let's make it our barn you know let's let's go out there show them why we're here show them why they should be concerned about playing real madrid i hope that is the case because i'm going to be biased here and i do not want manchester city in the final i had my manchester united <laughs> kit hung up in this for this game so yeah I, I think they'll they'll come out hard and as they should and i think real madrid will will win this leg <laughs> Brett's got his United voodoo going on. Manchester's <laughs> red. Yeah, and they were red and black in this game, too. I know. I, I, it's almost like they channeled, channeled their inner AC Milan versus Real Madrid. They got that juju going. Uh, Waz, what do you think? Second leg. Um, I will go Man City to win an extra time. Wow. 2-1. I think it'll be another close affair. I can see maybe Holland actually getting a big goal or no, Ilkay Gundogan, I think you can you can expect something big from him in the second leg. Uh, I think Man City are, are rolling right now. They're very confident and Real Madrid's obviously a tough challenge. They will always will be, but this is just one of those uh leg uh ties where I think Man City might just get the the edge by an inch. <sighs> So I have Real Madrid winning the Champions League since honestly last year. I put my vote in that they were going to win the Champions League and La Liga, which we all know that they're not winning La Liga. Um, so I've, I'm not going back on my prediction because it is Real Madrid. Um, but I will say they dropped the ball today, letting city get back into it. And that could hurt them a lot. If they end up losing, you know, they, they lost a little bit today at home. Um, but I, Brett, if, if Real Madrid came out full pressing against city at the, at the odd, I would like love to see every second of that. I just, a, a strong game from Valverde and Rodrigo and Vinny Jr. Like I want Benzema, I want a classic Benzema performance, you know, and, and see how Manchester City deals with like your typical five-star clinical Real Madrid Champions League team. And if we could get that in Manchester, whew, mm -hmm. I think City would have a hard time dealing with that. But City is so close to getting to a Champions League final in which they would in which they would play either Inter or AC and their hardest opponent they'd already been, which would be Real Madrid. So they might be smelling a Champions League title right now. And sometimes when you get that that smell of victory, maybe it's already in the bag for them. We'll see. But I'm I'm locking in Real Madrid. I just I, I won't bet against them. So then I guess we could, and I'm sorry, Caroline, because your team is also still in it, but could we say that whoever wins this tie between uh, City and Real Madrid is going to be probably the Champions League winner? So, <laughs> <laughs> if Real Madrid win, I think Real Madrid's winning everything. Um 
And it depends. I, I have AC Milan beating Inter. Um, naturally. We need, we need a healthy, yeah, naturally, I'm not betting against my team. We need a healthy Rafael layout yeah. for both this semifinal and if we were to go into the final. Uh, I think AC Milan could surprise people. I don't think it's as easy as people would assume. But uh, yeah, you know what? I would say either <laughs> people are going to hate me. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be Real Madrid who wins or AC Milan uh, who wins if it's an AC yes. Milan, uh, if they can get to the final and, and uh, play City. So we'll see. That's my big upset hot take. That's what I'm talking about. By the way, Wazi, uh, I took a look where Olivier Giroud was when he was 22 years old. He was playing in Ligue 2 with Tours FC. And look at him now. Yes, exactly. Hey, a lot of time for Erling Haaland to uh, end up scoring more meaningful goals by the time he's 36. Yeah. (laughs) Really? Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just about to say Giroud was so, you know, a staple in Milan winning their first Scudetto in over a decade. So, you know, age is like fine wine, that guy. (laughs) Yeah, I think uh, Inter have the edge going into this tie. Okay. Okay. (laughs) What do you mean going going into this tie? Well, I I, I just think Inter, I'm just looking at head to head and when I'm looking at Inter versus AC Milan, it's like, you know, Inter have won the last few meetings. They've also been in a little bit better form in Syria. It's just, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't, I feel like Inter have the slight edge just based on like recent matchups, but no, you could be, you, a lot of people think that, uh, yeah. you know, a lot of people, do. I don't want to, I don't want to sleep on my line considering how they upset Napoli as well. Right. I mean, three and three games, Milan handled their business against Napoli, but it depends. We need, we need health. We need a healthy Rafael Leal who's been a beast, but also, we want to talk about, we want to talk about young players who have been good. Rafael Leal is unbelievable. He's so freaking good. So I think it, it depends on which side takes advantage of the emotion of the moment, you know? It depends on who's going to be more focused. It's one of the biggest rivalries in European football. Um, Last time AC defeated uh, Inter was earlier in the season, 3-2. So it was a close game. They've been all kind of close games except for a Super Copa game. But other than that, they've been, you know, Inter doesn't allow many goals, but also I think AC Milan are ahead of them in the league, right? Like... Well, it's, no, I think I think Inter's now ahead of AC. It's so hard to separate. Like I, I personally think Milan, AC Milan has better defense, while you know Inter maybe has a better attack. And the midfield, I think, is a little bit even. Right? It's it's so hard to break down. It's hard to break down who's better right now. Oh, I can't. Rafael Leao and Giroud. Yeah, that's true. Like Rafael Leao couldn't. He's gonna cook attribute your Bastoni. Darmian. <laughs> I don't even know why this guy's still playing. And and don't don't forget about Magic Mike in between the pipes for us because that guy's freaking good. He's so good. So yeah, but Waz, you make an excellent point. And I think what's crazy is that they both legs are played inside the same freaking stadium. Like San Siro could possibly like, this could be the last stretch of San Siro. It could get that nuts yeah. because I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 05, that's when intern AC Milan played 
um, in the Champions League the last time. And that's when all those flares were going across the field. And that's when Dita got hit by one and had all those first degree burns on his shoulder. Like he went down and there's an iconic photo of like Cafu running to him. So yeah. just the, the fan base for this game is going to be absolutely wild. Like the teams naturally through history are going to be amped and it's just wild that we're getting this in a champions league semifinal. And it's wild that we're going to get an Italian team for sure in the final, which I just think it's such a testament to Serie A and Italian football this year. That just made me so much more excited for that match. Right. I totally forgot that was the match in, in Champions League too. Yup, yup. It's going to be freaking wild. Like I saw a photo the other day on Twitter. Uh, the Metro in Milan is split. Like they literally go inside the bus and one side of the bus is blue and the other side is red. And you sit on either side, depending on what team you support, which is wild. Like these are two massive clubs, again, fighting for a spot in the champions league final. And they're from the same freaking city. <laughs> like let's go. We're getting both legs at Sencito. Oh, it's going to be crazy. I, I don't know. I'm like low key more excited about tomorrow's match than the real Madrid versus city today. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to start lighting my candles. <laughs> get the magic going okay guys any well let's get predictions for tomorrow i i'm going to be your best friend and say ac milan by four i'll go four two i think this one's gonna get a little saucy Ooh, brett oh my goodness i would love to see a six goal game in a champions league semi okay i'm here for that was i think i think it'll be an enjoyable affair but i'll go two two Ooh, it's two two, yeah, a little bit more high scoring than usual. I'm gonna go safe and say two one. Of course, AC Milan. <laughs> I was gonna say who? <laughs> <laughs> two one. I think it's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be you know there's gonna be moments, but I I think that for some reason I have this feeling that the ref's gonna be crazy. I think we could see some moments from <laughs> from the ref Why? trying Why to the contain ref? the game. I don't know. I just feel like that there's gonna be moments that he might have to contain. Because there's always there's always a little bit of a war between these two teams. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Game management more than anything. Exactly. Exactly. We'll see. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we head off? I think uh, I'm just excited for tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna focus on the Champions League. I, 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 I don't. The, the other teams that I support, I don't want to talk about them. United, hey yeah, man, yeah. man, Gross. United. Gross. What a storyline! Like I don't know what. Okay, like, quickly before we hop off, because <laughs> there is a, like maybe a month ago, I was like, shout out to everything United's done. But now I'm like, how are they letting this slip? Like what's going on? I saw the hashtag today. Hashtag 10 hog out. Ooh. Yo, you, you, you United fans are honest to God crazy because yeah. when you want so someone out, it's ruthless. It is like Ronaldo, Ronaldo out. Okay. Now 10 hog who's <laughs> like literally gotten you guys from the bottom of the table to the top 10 hog out. You yeah. guys. Yeah. Very reactionary. Yeah, no, I, I think it's ridiculous. They, the United fans obviously have no patience. I think <laughs> right now I'm just waiting for uh, the, the club to be bought by uh, the, the guy from Qatar. I'm just waiting for yeah. that to be finished up with. Yeah. Isn't that so like reminiscent of United though? Like, oh, we're going to sell it. We're selling it. Oh, yeah. well, maybe we'll stay on. Ah, well, no. Okay. No, we will sell it. Okay. Today's the last day. Okay. Oh, you guys can send other offers. It's okay. Like it. And we're still sitting here going, well, I, like it's, 
yeah, it, it's so reminiscent of this this season. Wazi, get David De Gea out of my team. Whatever. <laughs> okay, so right now you guys are in a Champions League spot, but Liverpool's one point behind you. This is crazy. If Liverpool get in a Champions League spot over you guys after this, after Liverpool's been hanging out like what in eighth place the whole season, honestly. <laughs> Tears for you guys, and then shout out to Newcastle. Yeah, shout yeah, out okay. to Newcastle. So when we did our uh, Premier League predictions earlier this year, I messed up and accidentally put uh, Newcastle in like the top five. It was supposed to be somebody else, and now, it, but I, I messed it up while we were recording, and I was just like, "Yeah, whatever, we'll stick with it." And now I look like a genius. <laughs> the football gods had your back there, Brett. Yes, and thankfully so, because I was also saying that Leicester City was going to get uh, uh, relegated, and here we are. There you go. <laughs> well, you now we're getting. Doing, you need to start doing betway picks. People need to start listening <laughs> yeah, to you and yeah. start putting start putting money down where your betway picks are. <laughs> okay, we'll hop off. Um, Manchester United. We'll see how they finish the season, and then we'll hop on and dissect the year that was Man United because you guys have had such <laughs> such storylines this year. It's been wild. You just Wild. gave me so much anxiety. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, I'm an AC Milan fan. We had like a decade of darkness. So, yeah, yeah. you know, I, we've all gone through it. But right now, the people going through it the most might be Arsenal fans because <laughs> it's it's so horrible to see them kind of bottling it right now. But mm -hmm. what can you do? That is football. Yeah. All right, guys, this has that. been. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. You called them bottling it in the last stretch. Oh yeah. I call I said they're a fragile team. I said it from the start of the season. They're a fragile team. They're inexperienced and they're going to end up bottling it. Brett, please find that clip and put it out and date it. Like when you said that date it. Oh. So then people know that you said you called it when you did. <laughs> oh, I will. I, uh, an elephant never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Crazy. Okay, guys, this has been kicked back presented by Betway. Thank you for listening and enjoy more champions league action tomorrow as <gasps> the Milan Derby in the champions <laughs> league takes place. And yeah, we'll be back. I'm sure next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 